Keshav and Michael. Thanks for joining us. Oh, wow. You can't do a podcast voice, too? We can't oh, fine, fine, fine. Thanks for joining us oh, today. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how For our new session. We're trying something new. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing ASMR film reviews today. You know who you sound like? <laughs> you sound like... Um, have you seen Parks and Rec? Oh, shit. The guy who's like, welcome to Thought for Your Thoughts. My name is... Shit. Um, I will say, I my initial podcast voice that I'd use for my actual job was completely modeled off of Michael Barbaro from The I'm Daily. Michael Barbaro. This is The Daily. I'm, I'm Michael Barbaro. This is The Daily. I love that guy. I love God. that guy, dude. He's so I love good. It. God, I wish his politics were better, but shit. <laughs> He's got the politics of a less bad Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Actually, the more I think about it, Aaron Sorkin really is just like the New York Times. He is. He's literally like, the New York Times. That's literally his politics. Like, completely his politics. Oh, my God. Yeah, speaking of politics... Uh, the Matrix. <laughs> That's a political movie, right? Not really. But we're, we're transitions talking... just get better they and really better. Do. As, they really as we, do. You know, we're really hitting our stride. Yeah, with our transitions. <laughs> oh, exactly. uh, this week we saw two movies, one of them being The Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> um, God. Which... <laughs> you know what, you know, just go ahead and launch into your thoughts. Launch into okay. your thoughts. Okay, so Matrix Resurrections is a movie that exists oh it's always good when it starts out like that okay is it good no it's really no. not it's a really no. bad movie it's pretty bad. Uh, um i personally i think the matrix is really good and i think that if you're gonna go see this one you should definitely if you haven't seen the matrix in a while you should probably re-watch at least the first one uh probably should i didn't and i was very confused because the last uh. time i saw the matrix was I, I was just because I would agree because I rewatched The Matrix this week and it's still awesome. So I yeah. yeah, I really wish I did. I really wish I did because last time I saw The Matrix was in high school and that was like seven, eight, six years ago, somewhere around there. I think it was like my yeah. sophomore year of high school. So been a very long time since I've seen The Matrix and I rewatched some of the scenes from The Matrix. And I'm like, damn, this was a really good action movie. Like, really, yeah. really, really good. Mm -hmm. And Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves, right? Um, so with this new one, I'm going to be honest, I was I was confused <laughs> for part of it because I just didn't remember, like, a lot of what happened. Oh, that's like, that's, like, very central to the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It totally is. And that might explain... That might just be why I really didn't like this movie because I think I really... I liked it less than Michael did, but... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. The visuals in this movie are so bad. They're they're really not great. Yeah. They look like a PS3 game, uh, and then you put real people on like a green screen, but the PS3 games play in the background. That's what it looks like. Um, it, it was it was really bad. The action was very <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> like the way. Oh that wow, was just... that good? It was that good. Shit, unbelievable. Oh okay. <laughs> oh damn. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. It was. You want you want realism from your Matrix movie? Okay, I'm not saying like you want the bullet time movie to be. 
<laughs> to be believable. I'm not saying that that should be believable. I'm saying that when someone does a flip, it shouldn't look like someone made them do a flip in like MS Paint <laughs> rotation. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so like, that's what it looked like to me. And they I was... just they just take like the green screen cut out and like do like, the rotation keyframe. <laughs> that's what it looked like. It looked like they literally rotated with keyframes, and that's how they did it. Like, me learning how to use Premiere Pro back three, four years ago. I'm like, whoa, this is what a keyframe does. Wow. Holy shit. And this is Warner Brothers, man. They have the money. They have the staff. But it looked not great. Um, And the story, again, maybe it's just because I didn't see it, but it made no sense to me. Um, Half the time, I, I, I couldn't make sense of it. But there were some good parts. I thought the performances were actually pretty good in this movie. I really did. Keanu Reeves, he's he's just he's just cool, man. He's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He I love him and John Wick. I really love the John Wick movies. Uh they're great. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Um and then I thought Neil Patrick Harris was also good. <laughs> like I genuinely thought he had a good performance, despite him not being in it that much. Mm-hmm. Um and then who's the girl who plays Trinity. Uh, What's her name? Well, it, oh, the girl who plays Trinity, Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, yeah. Or the girl who plays like newish Trinity. Oh, new like Trinity. Not... That girl. That girl. She uh, was. She was good. I thought. Jessica, Jessica Henwick. Yes. Yeah. She was good. Yes. I liked her. But otherwise, I I'm gonna be completely honest, and we'll get into this later. I thought this movie was really really boring, and that was like kind of the. The, the worst thing about it for me is that the story was just so boring and it was so long. <laughs> and that, I just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I, I, I didn't hate it quite as much as you. Um, I, could, I could follow it and pay attention. Um, to be honest, I do wish I had a lot more alcohol for this movie, but <laughs> that would have made it better. That would, dude. This movie <laughs> would have gone crazy on it because, like, convoluted plots make sense on alcohol. You yeah, know, you're you're like, like, well, that's why that happened. <laughs> <laughs> now they're out of the matrix. Oh my god, dude, they're gone. What? They're gone. He's reaching through the mirror to his therapist. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense to be drunk. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I okay. Let me start with what I like. Um, I also thought performances were pretty good. Keanu's good. Carrie Moss good. Um, I'm not gonna try and butcher the actor's name who who played New Morpheus. Um, but he was good. Oh yeah, he was good. Yeah, Jessica Henwick probably the most interesting character. Um, like had the most agency like yeah yeah um like entertaining clearly um and like just like one of those characters that like they're like oh i'm gonna do it i don't care about the rules and you're like no that actually makes sense for this person it wasn't just like a gimmick for them you know um especially in the way that they introduced her like yeah exactly yeah um i actually thought nph and Jonathan Groff were not my favorite performances in it because they they kind of just came off like they were doing their thing, you know? Yeah, true. Like they, I thought Jonathan Groff kind of just did his thing. I would. Yeah, John, Jonathan Groff was like he was the most forgettable. Part. 
he was supposed to be like the reincarnation of Hugo, Weav- um, Hugo Weaving's character from the original series, and like, oh my god, they fucked that up. Yeah, they really <laughs> like did. really bad because Hugo Weaving has this like. St- like stoic intensity the entire time where he's like emotionless but has so much like desire for power and it's just one of those characters that's like truly evil but is great and you love to watch them um you know and like that's such a hard line to to ride and do it well and Jonathan Groff just kind of shit the bed in my opinion yeah. you know i could <laughs> i could i like i couldn't take him seriously as like that character he was like a new agent i wish they would have just named him a new agent because it was a different totally different dude and like he's yeah. trying to do the same lines i was like no stop um and then and neil patrick harris like he's just doing this thing yeah like, i get it and here's the thing that kind of made me mad about jonathan groff and this is kind of what like i guess makes me mad about like when they bring back characters but have different actors play them yeah, it's weird. It's really weird, right? It's weird. So, because the thing is, is that you as the actor don't want to do an impression of the old actor. Because that's just, like, what's the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, okay. Well, we'll get it. Uh, oh, also, Priyanka Chopra Jonas was here. She was there. And I don't, I have never seen anything from her where I'm like, I want to see more. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm wow. really sorry. You're for really, that. you're really, uh, i'm sorry going at the one representation that we have hey actually we have more but there's (laughs) i will never say a bad thing about kumail nanjian hey he's great i will never say a bad thing he made eternals watchable ish he did right right like i will never say anything bad about him she's not she's she's just not it um (laughs) yeah that's all i have to say about actors um but like okay the story is like such a hot mess because they're trying to do so much, right? They're trying to do so much with like being meta and being a sequel and like redoing the original. Like it's trying to really be like three movies in one. Um, in like, in and it just is messy because like they almost break it up into acts and it's like they're trying to do the meta thing but that's only for the first act and then you're like why'd you even do that if there wasn't gonna be any follow through with it um yeah that sucked like the parts oh my god the amount of times that they just reused (laughs) real footage (laughs) from the original it's like 30 shots and i'm like i get cutting back to the original occasionally but it's not even like they redo it it's literally like the same like film stock and shit i'm like wow they're seeing this in 90s film stock that's that's what that's quite the flashback and it's so noticeable it's so noticeable and it doesn't it's not like not everything has to be subtle but like it has to feel like it's in the right place at the right time and it just doesn't like half of the time and then the other half it's like yeah, you could use this here, but you overuse it to shit. <laughs> like, like when they're doing like the scene where they tell Neo that he's in the Matrix. Spoiler, oh. not really spoiler. And then they're and then they have that same scene from the original playing in the background on a projector. I'm like, that is just what was the point? Bonkers to me. Exactly. There's no point to it. It feels like they just want. Okay, who was it? Jeremy John said in his review, he's like. Um, if I find out that this was just like a giant like fuck you to Warner Brothers for making them do a sequel, that's the coolest thing in the world. You know what? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. But God, oh my God, it's 
that would justify like the way they fucked up like that meta um commentary to me because it is just not good um so like yeah it's a mess in that way you're right the effects are bad the cinematography is crap like the lighting the lighting throughout is so dog shit um you're so right like Oh my God! They're like we'll get into it, but there's like this thing that they do with the bullet time because they were like we invented bullet time, and they were like talked about that in the meta part of the movie where they're like, oh, this movie, this this video game because it's a video game now. This video game needs needs more bullet time, and then they do a whole scene in bullet time, and it's, it's the worst. It's so it sucks. long. It's so long, and you're like, this just feels disjointed. This effect doesn't work in this way. You knew how to use it in the original, and then you totally fucked it up because you were like, we're going to do a dialogue scene in bullet time. Who the hell asked for no that? No one like, asked for this. Okay, okay. You know, I'm getting more mad at this from the more we talk about it. But like, <laughs> I did <what> <laughs> Like there were things that there were things that like I thought it was like I thought parts of the story actually were like genuinely interesting, um, and I was just like waiting to see how they justify brought bringing. The, those two main characters back. I was yeah. waiting for that the whole time. And I thought the build up to that was was actually pr- like f- solidly interesting to me and then I thought the payoff was like just so just not good. Flat and like yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> um and it's like I said, like I, I enjoyed the build up, I enjoyed the performances. I I enjoy seeing these characters in this world again. It's like it's enjoyable to me, especially like I've seen that whole trilogy, like probably two or three times. Um, like even the bad ones, right? <laughs> no, um, unfortunately. Yeah. So like I, I've seen it like a lot. I really like this franchise, so it was good to be back. But um, but yeah, this wasn't it. I yeah, I yeah. agree with you on pretty much everything you said. Uh, and the bullet time thing, <laughs> dude, it was so bad. Okay. It was just, it was just horrible. You know was, what? If you if you care about spoilers, um. Yeah, I'll I'll mark it in the description because I think we just we're just let's let's just freely talk here. Let, we're gonna like, freely talk, but if you want to have my genuine opinion on this, don't don't see it. I would say don't. I would don't. Say don't waste your time. I don't. It's not like so bad that it ruins the original, but you're really just like, wow, you had a great ending and you just fucked it. <laughs> yeah, literally, like oh, just God. just don't see it. It's don't waste good. your time. It's not great, unfortunately, but. You know, with the the bullet time scene, just Dude. it lasted so long. It was like, oh, well, how long was that? Like four minutes. It was four of minutes, just but it was all time. But it was all bullet time, so it felt like ten. <laughs> I I was Again, like, uh, I thought about. I was. I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, should I just keep it running? <laughs> like, go and then just come back. Uh, it was, it was bad. Dude, yeah. It was really bad. Um, and yeah. there was something else that... Uh, I just want to say that, like, the thing that the Matrix sequels, like, really fucked up... <laughs> I keep using the word fuck. It's the only way I can describe this movie. It's not good. <laughs> it's just not good. Uh, the, like, they really, really fucked this. Um, is that, like, the Matrix 1 was able to take a premise <laughs> and use, like, so little plot to give you everything you need like there's one extended sequence with morpheus and neo and it explains the entire premise and like what's happening in that world to a t in the most one of the most succinct and like easy to understand like visual scenes i've ever seen it is is so well done 
there is literally a reason why the Matrix can exist. And the reason why is because they did such a good job in the original of explaining why things are the way they are. Because yeah. it's so confusing. Like, if, if you try is. to explain the movie The Matrix to someone, you're like... You're like, that you're, like you're, you're like no 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 you don't understand they're trying to use the people as like a as like a Duracell battery yeah. you know like like they're trying, like they, he like literally holds up a Duracell yeah <laughs> they're like they're trying to use the people as a battery and to do that they're gonna put them in a computer um, simulation but if you die in the computer simulation then you die in real life boom that yeah. doesn't it doesn't no it's, it doesn't work like that it sounds stupid and also like. It doesn't make any sense. But then when you watch it, you're like, this makes total sense. This makes total sense. Like they gave you so little plot on top of like the incredible premise of just taking like a simple philosophical idea of like, are we real? Are we dreaming? Like thing and putting that into reality, you know? Yeah. It, it, it just was, it was wonderful that the, like the way that they balanced all that in the first one. And then the thing that to me, the sequels always got wrong was they thought that they needed more plot and each one tacks on more and more plot and less character and less like, you know, real story. There's like a ton of things that happen, but you don't care about them as much as you do in the first. Right. And I think this movie kind of just went further into it. It's not quite as much plot as matrix three. Matrix three is like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but this is but it's so much plot oh my god it really is and it's so overarching and like i said because it's so overarching and they go like full force they're like we need to explain this within the video game world oh my god and put it i feel like also they were trying so hard to put this in the realm of 2021 right and like yeah, how, right. how like technology is advanced and everyone's like we're gamers now and that's like where you know and like the fact that they were trying to put it in terms of it just it didn't work because they were mm-hmm. trying to do like you said so many different things here and the meta stuff i already hate the meta stuff a lot like i uh, like it when it's just like a little bit you know yeah like uh if meta's used too much it's just it's no the exact feeling I had. Hmm. Um, it's another Warner Brothers IP that came out this year. Can you guess? Oh wait, okay, what came out that was bad? Um, that 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 tried to be really meta but sucked. Oh my god! I don't know if you would have seen Jam? it. Space Jam. Yeah, Space <laughs> Jam too. Space Jam too. This this reminded me of Space Jam too in the way it was doing its meta. Like I'm. Oh, not you're kidding. totally right. Yeah, I, I watched half of it. I had to turn it off because I was like, Dude, I can't do this. I watched the whole thing. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was... Okay, I think that movie would be way more fun to see drunk. <laughs> okay, no, that movie would be fun in like every state of, of inebriation. Of inebriation, every state. Like that'd be fun to get buzzed to. That'd be fun to be blackout drunk to. That'd be fun to be naturally syndicated podcaster. Uh, but yeah, that I I actually yeah I would definitely say that that is that is a fair assessment because like they're mm. trying so hard like there's this one line in the Matrix oh. where they're like where they're oh. like yeah they already made some sequels but they want us to make a fourth one and you're like hey that's what they did oh crazy the actually the exact way they started out is Jonathan Groff is like hey look Warner Brothers really wants <laughs> us to do this for totally right they do mention warner brothers That's, you know what that reminds me of actually is in 
a Black Mirror Bandersnatch in one of those things when he's like, I didn't watch it. I did not. You didn't watch it? I didn't do Bandersnatch, dude. Oh my God. I tried. I I was in it for like 20 minutes. I was like, this is stupid. I turned it off. Okay, so there's one part where you are like talking directly to the character through your choices, and there he's like, How are you watching me? And one of the options is through Netflix. And then he goes, What's Netflix? What's Netflix? That's exactly what it reminded me of. <laughs> and they said that. I'm really like, glad I didn't finish Bandersnatch. I made Rishi see it with me. Uh, because I was like, Richie, you need to get the pop culture reference. <laughs> and it was literally an hour and a half. I will never get back. <laughs> I'd actually love to watch Rishi play Bandersnatch. <laughs> that sounds entertaining. He was, he was like, but what if I say this? He thought so logically <laughs> I know. throughout like, every I know. choice. He's like, that's why I think about a see. pros and cons list. <laughs> Dude, that's what I want to see. It's like Netflix had this thing that was like, survive with Bear Grylls. And it was like the same thing where you, like, you choose your options. Oh, my God. I played that entire thing just trying to kill Bear Grylls. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like, honestly would rather do that. <laughs> Dude, it's so fun. Like, there's, it's like you're seeing a lion or something, and then you're like, "Should I run around with a stake tied to my leg?" And I'm like, "Yes, you <laughs> yeah, should." Absolutely, that's like a good and, idea. And then you know, it's a real lion, so he's like, "Well, that would get me killed." And then I'm like, "This is crap. I can't kill bear." Like, Crikey, I've got a stake attached to my leg. He's British. Crikey. <laughs> I'm thinking to- of what's his name, the the crocodile guy. Yeah, he died from oh, Stingray. Yeah. Oh my god, you're totally right. What's his name? Steve Irwin? Steve yeah, Irwin. Steve Irwin. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Sad. Sorry for all the Steve Irwin fans out there. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. back to the Matrix. Back to <laughs> the... Matrix 4 does go back to the Matrix. Wow. You're right. It's deep for you. Very deep. But yeah, the meta stuff, so bad. It was it's just so awful. And then you're right that they talk about it throughout the whole like first oh 45 God. minutes of the movie. And then and it then, just cuts. And they're like, well, we're done with that. <laughs> it's literally just like a first act thing where they're like, we're going we're gonna to use the first act to explain exactly why this whole meta Hollywood. It's like a critique of Hollywood. And we're like, okay, cool. Are you going to cool. do anything with this? No. no, absolutely not. You're doing nothing with it. Oh my god, it's it's infuriating. so it's so disorganized. And uh, we were talking about this before the podcast, but going on to the second and third act, boy, oh was god. I bored. I was really bored, even through the action sequences, because I would look at the action sequence and I'd be like, "Who who choreographed this? Like, what, Dude, what is happening?" It's so bad. Dude, the action is just for a, a series that like built itself on its action sequences these are some of the worst so actually i've seen all year i'm not like i'm not joking this is some of the worst action i've seen all year i enjoyed the ones in black widow more than i did in this damn i'm gonna be honest shit it's it's fair like these suck it was so bad it was oh my god so bad (sighs) And then the problem is, is that usually if the move, the plot is really overarching and confusing, at least I can just say, haha, you know, guns go boom in the action sequences. But yeah. I couldn't do that in this one because they were just so bad. So I'm going to be completely honest, guys. I, uh, halfway through the movie, I was like, I cannot sit here and watch this. So I oh. got my Nintendo Switch and 
I played Pokemon for the rest of the movie looking back and forth because <laughs> it was <laughs> so boring. It was, I just couldn't do it. I could not sit still. <laughs> okay, I remember most things, but well, I, I definitely checked out for a bit. Well, like, this is the first part they get Neo, and then we have a bunch of plot where we go to, like, New Zion, which is still Zion. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. like, n- you know, new rapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they introduce an old character who... I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's great, but, like, I I liked her a lot in the first, like... And she was in the, the sequels, and I liked her in the sequels. Who, Jada, actually, Jada Pinkett Smith, right? It was Jada Pinkett Smith, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked her a lot in the sequels. I did. Um, but I just, I didn't care about her. Her character was really bad in this one. Like she was, she also was just kind of there. She was, she was literally there to just give exposition. Yeah. And I hate those characters. They're the worst. Oh, it's the worst. I feel um, like there was another movie that did that this year where they had a character come out and they were like, this is what happens or something like that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I forgot. It's the worst kind of character. Not great. I think it was Eternals. <laughs> I was probably, yeah, it's probably Eternals. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Eternals. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, it was because there's the, the Galactus guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. I think is the evolution of the, the space fetus from 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Throwback. Um, yeah, no, like, I we go to that like New Zion place and it doesn't matter like nothing happens they trap Neo in like a tower and they're like you're arrested and then they immediately say and then they immediately break him out like it's literally less than a minute I remember that yeah yeah (laughs) you're like okay what was the point of that I'm like nothing matters in this damn movie it's so bad and Um, listen I really want these sequels to succeed I really I really do do. I really do I like these franchises I think they're awesome worlds like I would be down to see more, but you just got to do it. Like, I genuinely way. want movies to be good. Usually I can tell, though, when a movie is going to be bad. I definitely yeah. thought this was going to be bad. Like, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Dude, if they if they did a prequel, I think that would have been better. The problem is then they don't get Keanu. For they the don't get Keanu Reeves, exactly. But the problem is, but this didn't even, this did awful, like, for it's box office. It's not doing well. It I did mean, really bad. It came out the week after Spider-Man. Yeah. So I think that... Everyone is just seeing Spider-Man, but also like That's one no one is talking about it. No like, one, can, no, because it's like there's nothing, because there's nothing like worth talking about. Exactly. I seriously, straight up, like I'm struggling to remember the third act. I can, re- <laughs> Me too. I can, re- I can remember a lot of the third act of Licorice Pizza. I can remember a lot of the middle of Licorice Pizza. I can remember the first act, but I can. Like, the second half of this movie is such a blur of crap. Like. I remember that I caught a mudkip in the third act. (laughs) 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 I did. And that tells you how how we felt about about this movie. Um, I think that there is an interesting discussion to be had to put this up against the other sequels, though, because yeah, I agree. The Matrix is one of those films, like I would say Ghostbusters, honestly, that has a really beloved first movie. Um, but the rest, like, mm-hmm. have just never lived up to. Yeah. The original. I honestly think, though, in the terms of Ghostbusters, I thought that the newest one was pretty good. I had a good time in it. I, I agree, uh, but it, well, this one, that one's weird, right? Because it's like one is great, 
and four is great. Two and three. Work just two and three need some work. Yeah. With this one, with the Matrix, uh, one is like god tier, right? One's amazing. Like um, I, I that is like that is seriously like a Raiders of the Lost Ark tier movie for action. Wow. Like it's a staple. Yeah. Like yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really, really good. And I I think mm. it's aged really well. It's one of it those has. Ni- even like, the effects they like, really have yeah. like. As much as I love, because I talked about this in the in the last podcast when we talked about Spider Man, Spider Man Two is one of my favorite in my probably my top twenty or top fifteen movies ever. Um, but the Raimi Spider Man movies, especially the one in one, th- that movie has not aged well. Like it definitely, you see its age. In you mean the like you mean like oh in the effects? Yeah, the effects. and I'd say th- I'd say the second one too even has like yeah. a like. There's some parts where like they're throwing. Do you remember the part where they're in the bank? He's throwing the money yeah. bags. That looks <laughs> yeah. like crap. That yeah. looks. It like looks bad. not great, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of the effects. You're like, okay, this was this was made in the early 2000s. Yes. Um, but with the Matrix, I really don't see it. I do not see the age as much in in the no. Matrix. It's it's really crazy, and it, mm-hmm. I think if you if you had to describe one movie to be like quote ahead of its time, I think the Matrix is one uh, a top contender for that. I'd agree. Yeah, in in like multiple ways, in like the way that the first Matrix, it's not like it has a great premise that works for an action movie, right? Um, and that you're like, oh, you're in like a simulation world, so you can do more than the average than like a regular person could, and that allows them to do like the bull time and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the way that the story is able to blend like a psychological and philosophical um concept of like are we in a dream with the story and weave that into make just fantastic action and like a plot that necessitates great action scenes it is it's so ahead of its time absolutely and one yeah. thing i really love about the matrix and i mentioned this earlier is that it's able to compl- explain this really convoluted and esoteric plot um to the masses and I think it's really one of the few like esoteric sci-fi-ish movies mm-hmm. that breaks through to the mainstream and like did it immediately and also did a very good job of it. Because there's a lot of esoteric science fiction films, right? Um yeah. from pre-1999. I think the the one that I think of the most is Blade Runner. Um Exactly. Like yeah. Blade Runner. So Blade Runner is a really good movie, I think. Um, but it is very hard to understand um because mm-hmm. i watched it when i was in high school i watched the original Blade runner because i heard it was one of the best movies of all time so i went and watched it and i was like that sucked <laughs> i was like this movie was bad i, I actually i actually had the a pretty similar experience i was like i'm bored the whole time mm-hmm. yeah. uh there's long shots that i don't understand it's like ah. yeah yeah and i i really genuinely was like this is i don't know get the hype behind this movie um Mm -hmm. but the matrix it has not a similar plot but a similar type of type of plot if that makes sense where it's kind of this really um philosophical and kind of you know out there idea but was able to really explain itself well Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not kind of gatekeepy and i think that that is something that's really commendable because i kind of hate even though I'm in like the the film world where I, you know, 
like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I kind of get pissed off by it when some directors are just like, I'm going to make something needlessly complicated just to, and really, really, you know, just out there. And that's, that's because I can. And that's only. Shout out to all the Nolan bros out there. <laughs> we love you. The interstellar okay. bros out there. <laughs> Dude, Memento is like great, but it I, does I definitely. Memento is Memento, great, but like, it's still like, has that like kind of directory thing where you're like, ah, it really does. It really does. And I, I didn't have the same reaction to Memento that I did to Blade Runner the first time I saw it, but, um, it definitely is kind of hard, harder to understand. Yeah. Um, if you're not, you know, uber paying attention to everything at all moments. Um, and so that's something that's really awesome, but the matrix sequels just are, are not good. Um, in general. Okay. Okay. So we've been dancing around it. Give me, give me your rankings. Okay. Yeah. So number four, one is Matrix Three. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna start at the top because that's easier. <laughs> no, um, I and that that you know that saves the reveal. Okay. Yeah. So I have not seen. Keep in mind, I have not seen the Matrix Two and Matrix Three very long time. Probably sure. since before high school, almost, um, which was a while ago. I would say Matrix 1 is definitely the best out of all of them, obviously. Uh, it's just on another level. I remember liking the Matrix 2 a little bit. Like, I, ge- I genuinely was like, okay, that was cool, I guess, you know? And I thought it, it definitely wasn't as bad as the other two. I would say that 2 is next after that, um, because at least it did have some redeeming qualities. Like I thought, mm-hmm. Jada Pickett Smith in that in the second yeah, she's, one was she's, she's good, good, right? Yeah, um, and it still had good good action. I thought, yeah, in the second one not as good as the first, but it was still like good. Mm-hmm. And then three and four is where I'm really debating. <laughs> I I don't know, because uh, they're both really bad. They're both they are, they are. really bad for very different reasons. Though. Oh oh yeah, no. for, <laughs> like. For really different reasons, but okay. Wait, let me wait, let me let me jump here. I I think they go in linear order for oh. from from best to worst. So I think four is clearly the worst to me. And like, I think I would honestly have to agree with you because even during yeah. the Matrix three, it was really bad. It would don't get me wrong, it was a bad movie. Yeah, but you still care. I a still little cared bit. a little bit. Right. I wanted to turn this movie off. I yeah. I wanted to stop. I just wanted to stop watching it. I, I yeah. and. That is kind of the, the bottom of the barrel for me. Yeah. Uh, is if I want to turn a movie off because it's so bad, then that's going to be the worst. See, like, here's the thing. I actually think that Matrix 2 might have the best action sequence in the franchise, which Whoa. is a little controversial. The highway sequence. The highway, okay. sequen- yeah. the highway sequence in Matrix 2 is, like, it starts with, like, Neo fighting these... Um, these like people who are essentially like ghosts and werewolves or whatever they have some justification but um neo is is fighting these people and and like a great great action scene with like a bunch of different like weapons and crap um and he gets to use his like neo powers and he can't like quite beat them so it's cool um and then it goes to this highway chase sequence which is like god tier 
action to me because some of the effects of uh, that's the thing like the effects have definitely aged a little bit more because they were trying to do quite a bit in that scene but it's like a 40 minute sequence of just brilliant action um it's not so, not yeah, right. yeah. it's yeah. really good i i totally remember it like i said it's yeah. been a while since i've seen it but yeah yeah it's it's truly amazing like, that's like that's like the thing you don't care like the plot and like the intrigue of the story gets way worse um but you spend like so much time in the matrix doing these incredible action scenes. That's awesome. The problem with the third is that you don't spend any time in the matrix. <laughs> you, but, you're literally, you're Michael, in the matrix. <laughs> oh my God. It's so bad. You have but, to spend time. You have to spend time learning. Oh my learning. God. No, we don't, we don't <laughs> learn crap. They try to do this, like the action sequences in Zion with like the, the freaking <laughs> sentinels like trying to get into Zion and you're like I don't give a crap I do I not give a crap they, they, <laughs> no no dude it's like see like it's like an hour long sequence of action but the difference is is with uh, characters that I don't give a flying fuck about <laughs> like it is with all these characters that I'm like I just met you and I don't give a crap about your plight I'm really sorry for that but like you're the worst like Morpheus isn't even in it. Like it's just bad. Can't they continue the story in like an MMO. I don't care. I just, <laughs> I just who cares. Like it's so like the Zion crap is so bad. And then you get into the Matrix, and then you get like your resolution. But like the Neo and Trinity stuff in that movie, you know what? That redeems it. Just a little bit. At least, and then at least I had like that anticipation of oh, we're gonna go back to the Matrix at some point, and you do eventually, and we're and then it's gonna be cool, and it was, you know, you get like a mm-hmm. giant action battle that makes no sense, but you know what? Eh, it, it's it's, be- it's between Smith and Neo, so like it's cool. Yeah, yeah, and like there's also a plot point where like Agent Smith like infects like a, a real person and like gets into the real world, and you're like ah, oh, this sucks, but like it's whatever. Um, anyway. The fourth Matrix, one, though. Matrix 4, the, the difference between Matrix 4 and 3 for me was at least I had that anticipation in 3 of I'm going to get to go back to the Matrix and it's going to be cool action. I didn't, like, every time we went back to the Matrix, it was shit action. Like, it Neo was doesn't, so bad. Dude, Neo doesn't even, like, flip or anything, you know? Okay, I'm not saying that that's, like, my benchmark, <laughs> but, like, like he's like literally... you like guy do- in Spider-Man Homecoming where you're like, yeah, you're a spider guy. Do a flip. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be that guy. You know what? He never did at, le- flip. at least that guy's fun. <laughs> <laughs> because in this, Neo's just like shield. Like that's all he could do. He's just like, I have shield. And it's like, wow, you guys really just didn't want to make Keanu, John Wick, do stunts. <laughs> They're like, he's too old, bro. John Wick three came out three years ago, and he was uh, doing everything. <laughs> dude, it's like, yeah, I like I said, I just don't give a crap about was, like anything that happens in this movie at all points and at least like i have an arc to follow that ends with the third and ends pretty i would say pretty satisfactory as well you know yeah like the ending of matrix four like makes sense to me i'm like this works they did like the whole peace thing and i'm like i was okay with it that 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 takes something to it you know like there was a conclusion there this just felt like a needless piece of shit movie it did not need to exist, and it definitely felt like yeah. a cash grab. It yeah. really did. And it's not even making it. No, it's, it's not, not even making money. <laughs> like, I hope it's doing great things on HBO Max then, because, like, no one cared. And, no like, they all... It. Yeah, it's... That's, like, the biggest, the best word I think we can use to describe Matrix 4. Needless. Yeah. <laughs> Pointless. 
<laughs> I think seriously, if you had to make a list of the most pointless movies that came out in this year, this would be pretty close to the top. Yeah. I, I think also Space Jam was pretty useless. Yeah. Wow. Warner Brothers killing that. Warner Brothers, man. They also did, but they also did King Richard, you know, which is probably going to get nominated for Best Picture, <laughs> which I, uh, I, I, don't, it's, I don't. It's it's fine. I'm fine with that. I, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I think I think we both like just saw like what it was going for. Uh, like, like yeah. and, we're, and we're like, yeah, you're going for it. But like, I don't feel, yeah, it's, it's fine. But, but Mr. Mr. Rewind himself is going to, is going to um, probably win the best actor. So. <sighs> okay. That's, this is not related to any of tough. the movies that we're seeing this week, but can I talk about, this is just, this is just needed because I feel like, because we okay. talked about this movie on the podcast, I feel like we need to talk about it. I think house of Gucci is getting slept on. I agree. I, I no, <laughs> like, seriously. I'm so sad that people are like. Keep in mind, we did shit on Jared Leto a lot because he deserves to be shit on. Yes, but, but like, I feel like no one is like. It's not even being considered for a lot of Academy Awards, and I'm like, I know. How? How? You think like the Academy has a thing against Ridley Scott now or something? I don't know. It's like unless his if his if his movies do big box office, then they'll. Then they'll get noms, right? Like the Martian got noms, but but that was his last film. No, no, wait, like, no, no, no. Actually, it wasn't, um, because all the money in the world. But that's mostly because uh, of Christopher Plummer. Yeah, because he died that year, right? Yes. Yeah. So like, I I don't get. Yeah, I agree. House of Gucci's definitely being slept on. I, I thought because genuinely, like I mm. I think that don't get me wrong. I do think there are problems with it, but I genuinely really liked the movie. I genuinely really liked it, and yeah. I do not know why people are like House of Gucci was bad. And I'm like, I don't know. No, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see how you could actually say like it's kind of long and boring. That's like the worst thing I can say about. Oh well, no, Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, but like that's the second worst thing I could say about. It. Yeah, like genuinely, that movie was longer and boring. And I know there's a low bar, but I was not as bored in that movie as I was for. <laughs> um, I didn't want to leave. During yeah. house, but I, I I I don't get it. I genuinely like cannot believe how much House of Gucci is being slipped on. The other thing I can think is that like um, they're just kind of tired of the biopics, maybe. But like but it's that's not always been their thing. It's kind of a bio. It's a biopic. I mean, I mean it's a, it's which a is more of a biopic, that or King Richard? King Richard. Okay. Exactly. Fair, fair it, but that is getting like all of the Oscar buzz for two performances, which are genuinely very very good. But like. Yeah, I I think House of Gucci is one of the best movies I've seen all year. Yeah, I genuinely yeah. like. I would probably right now put it in like top ten, probably. I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably put it in top ten. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's being slept on, and I'm kind of mad about it. I don't know, because like everyone's yeah. asking me, because I'm like all my Indian friends are like I'm the movie guy, so they're like, okay, you know, tell me what movies to see. And I was like, oh, House of Gucci was pretty good. And they're like, I heard it was bad. I'm like, who did you hear it from? Like, it's good. It's, I, I know, we've we've talked about it, like, enough. I mean, I agree. It's, I think it's entertaining with, yeah. like, great performances, compelling story, Lady Gaga's yeah, in it. Lady Gaga's like, great in it. And also, like, genuinely, I don't think that people, this is one of those films where it's like, oh, only film people will like it because, like, it's really digestible story and it's really interesting. I, 
I thought that the story was incredibly interesting. Um, so yeah. Wait, let me see. Does Adam Driver have an Oscar? No. Oh, I don't think he does. He he didn't win for Marriage Story, right? No, Did he that. win for Black Klansman? Who won that year? Um, no, Mahershala Ali won that year. Was that? That was Green Book year. <sighs> Maybe I'm okay with that Green Book Oscar. Mahershala Ali. He did deserve- give a good performance, and he's he, a great. He, he he's didn't a great deser- actor. He did not deserve to be in that movie. He really didn't. <laughs> you know, he. But he's he won did. two Oscars. Who? Mahershala Ali. Yeah, because he was he, in. Okay, you know, he, he was. He, he was in Green Book, but he, then he was in Moonlight. No, he was in one of the greatest movies to come out ever, and Moonlight. <laughs> I, as soon as you say one of the greatest movies to come out ever, I knew where you, you knew were where going. it was going. For the <sighs> listeners that don't know, Moonlight is uh, Michael Guinn's favorite movie. Yeah, uh, it, and it, it's, it is. It's probably in my top five favorite movies yeah it's um it's quite good (laughs) shut up shout out to moonlight shout out to barry jenkins dude Uh, oh i we can't start talking about this because i will dominate the rest we keep going forever we'll do a whole other episode about barry jenkins sometime but like okay so now for the part that i am most excited for okay is to talk about licorice pizza and i'm gonna go second which just starting out I don't know if you have the old IMDb pulled up. The poster for this movie is like amazing. Oh, it's so good. Like yeah. it's like hand drawn in like the seventy. It's so good. Just thought yeah. I should shout that. Everyone, if you're listening, go look up the poster for Licorice Pizza because it's freaking sick. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed Licorice Pizza. Um, because a it's PTA. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson is like can't miss for me i guess i haven't seen inherent vice and i've heard that's a i heard that's, that's his a, worst one i've heard that's his worst one i heard that's a big miss um but some people really like it too phantom i mean Thread like was great yeah phantom threads fantastic and it's like with, you know what you're gonna get with pta which is like it's going to be technically damn near perfect and it, that's so true you know the cinematography the way they use music the performances dude some of the performances in this movie like there are people who blow me away um all, like both of your lead actors kill it absolutely kill it and the guy um, is philip seymour hoffman's son i'm pretty sure oh yeah i forgot that was a part of this yeah wow and they're both first-time actors Jeez. yeah for first-time performances these are intensely amazing um yeah Tom Waits is in this. Sean Penn um, is like Sean Penn is probably like my award for for they were there for there he they was were, there he was there but you know it's at least, for all the times that we say about the he was there award memorable same thing with Bradley Cooper also like <laughs> equally as there but like Bradley Cooper super memorable was the most he was so funny <laughs> Bradley Cooper was hilarious in this whole movie he's oh so my God. good yeah um, no like again. All of those like little people that peek in, Bradley Cooper and Sean Penn specifically, um, they're so good. They're like so entertaining. I thought the writing was hilarious a lot of times. Um, I thought like, it, the, I mean, it had like, you know, just like balls <laughs> to like go in like a kind of 
like problematic weird spot with like at the central premise of the movie being that he's 15 and she's 25 like i'm not saying i like agree with building your whole movie about that around that and we can get into it i think it is problematic but like it caused like this central tension throughout the whole thing that you i think is like undeniably compelling in some way you know not like that you want to see them get together or anything like creepy like that but okay i'm gonna cancel myself here and <laughs> you're, you're making a look like i'm canceling I myself because i think you're getting onto the part that like the central premise is definitely like the hardest thing to, or pill to swallow with the movie like to because i mean we all understand <laughs> the problems here that being said, like, there's, I still found it to be compelling. And that could just be that it's PTA and the way that's doing it. And like the story and the structure and the characters are also entertaining. Oh, speaking of characters, I forgot to mention Benny Safdie. Awesome. He's a great actor. Benny Safdie is like so talented. Oh my gosh. I want him to do more acting performances. I know, like, I'd rather see him direct. Cause like he's his great director, director too. He's an incredible director, but he is, <laughs> he blew me away. I'm not going to lie for like the little bit of time he had. Maybe he's just cause there. it was unexpected. Yeah. Maybe just cause it's unexpected, but oh my God, he was amazing. Um, yeah, I just, I get it's problematic, but I really liked it. I thought it was really enjoyable, really funny. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, yeah. tell me, tell me, tell me. Everything. So here's the thing is I probably agree with everything that Michael has said so far, except for some things towards the end. But I... Come on. <laughs> I didn't like this movie. I did not like it. Sam, I am. Uh, okay, but but I wanted to like this movie a lot. I really okay. did. Because everything that Michael said about the filmmaking elements, about PTA, about all of that, is so true. Because but, the that, but the things that Michael said about that. <laughs> So, so the cinematography, first of all, is incredible. The cinematography is amazing. It's, it's amazing. There are so many long, long takes. Uh, uh, there, there are so many, like, you know, unedited points yeah. of this film in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, like even the first sequence, it's a, it's unedited for a solid, I think, four or five minutes. I want to yeah. say, it's. Yeah really awesome and then the edited sequences are also pretty great they're also pretty great right yeah. um there's a lot of whimsy in the film uh it's at, at a lot of places and i really love that one of my favorite parts of the movie was uh with bradley cooper actually it was with bradley cooper's part even though he was barely in it he makes his mark <laughs> definitely he was one of the most memorable parts of this film for me um but there's a sequence in the middle with them in a truck and that that sequence was amazing i yeah. really loved it yeah. just absolutely incredible uh the performances were all very very good i cannot believe that this was the lead girl her name's alana and it's alana is her actual name in real life but um the character's name as well she did an amazing job like absolutely amazing truly truly amazing so i genuinely really really like that there's some weirdly racist stuff in it but i don't think that i'm like yeah. in a good place to speak about it because i'm not east asian um i'm south asian but oh yeah I can that, tell, yeah from what yeah. i can tell personally um like i don't want to just speak for like 
a group of people or on the behalf of people who think it's racist. Like, I don't want to do that because I hate people who do that. Um, but f- at least in my opinion, what PTA was going for uh, is basically there's a character who uh, is the same guy who's in the Saved by the Bell remake, which I actually really like the Saved by the Bell remake, but um, okay. that's for another day. Um, but he's in it and he's very clearly being extremely racist towards uh, two Japanese women in the film because um, he opens a Japanese restaurant and then he acts like he is all into Asian culture, but he tries to speak Japanese. But basically what he does is that he speaks English in a very, very exaggerated East Asian accent. Yeah. Um, and personally, the way that I see it is I see it as PTA having this guy do this and the audience laughs at him being like, wow, this guy is so blatantly racist. It's super cringe that he's like that. Yeah. That's the way that I see it. It's the same way how in the second episode of The Office during Diversity Day, you see Michael Scott be incredibly racist toward Mindy Kaling's character, right? Yeah. Uh, Impersonating Indian people. And basically the whole point of the joke there is that you laugh at how stupid and racist michael scott is and be like i would never do something like that yeah and have you seen wait have you seen community no i haven't seen community. no okay well in community uh there's oh i forget oh my gosh how did i forget who plays him there's a character named pierce who's like an old guy and like half of the jokes he makes are like racist and sexist and it's like the joke is like and they're also just like awful jokes and like mm. not awfully like racist although they do get pretty bad but like the the point is like he just makes like the stupidest easiest racist jokes all the time and he's an idiot and you're supposed to laugh at how stupid he is and like that's that's just it, it's such a fine line to actually make that funny i think oh yeah um, for sure yeah, yeah. but th- at least that's the way that i see it now yeah. How people perceive it, that's a different story, right? Because some yeah. people could go into the in the theater and be like, ha 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 ha, look how funny Asian people are. Right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. someone could do that. And then that could, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, like author's intention, you fall into the intentional fallacy there because it's all about the audience when you're consuming media. Yeah. Um, so that I'm going to sidestep that argument because I don't think I'm in the place that I can genuinely talk about it just because I'm not in the okay. affected group. Okay. But... The thing that I cannot get past, I really can't get past it, is the fact that this is a movie about a 25-year-old girl who falls in love with a 15-year-old boy. I can't get past that. Mm. I cannot get past that because that is weird and it's bad. And it normalizes it. Because here's the thing. The thing that made me so mad about the film this is what made me so mad about it is because genuinely, I like I said, I liked all of the filmmaking elements and I liked the story. I really cared. I really cared. I hated the ending, number one. Hated the mm. ending. Hated the ending. But the other thing is, it makes me so mad, is that I feel like the story could have been the exact same and it could have hit the exact same way if Gary, who's the boy was 18 if he was 18 then it would have worked the exact same way Mm. it would have and i'll Ah. i'll I'll, I'll get into it i'll get into it and i'll give my reason but i don't want to spoil anything but i will give my reason but i think that it could have worked the exact same way 
if he was 18. Because I cannot get past the fact that this is normalizing an underage relationship of 10 years. That I can't get past because it's wrong. It's extremely wrong. And what baffles me, what baffles me about this, no one is talking about it. No one. Maybe no one's seeing the movie. Maybe no one's seeing the movie. It's it's PTA. Some people are not into him, right? It came out around Christmas. Maybe people are worried about that. Maybe people are worried about going to the theater. I don't know. But for the people who have seen it, I am surprised. I am not seeing more discourse about this movie. I felt the same way about when I saw Call Me By Your Name, like when that came out four years, five years ago. Yeah. Right? How it was really, and you know, the Army Hammer shit makes it all worse, but... But the fact that it was normalizing this relationship that also happens a lot in queer culture. It does. It really does happen a lot in queer culture. The same mm. thing happened in Call Me By Your Name where it's an older guy and a younger guy and it kind of is their first experience and it's almost taking advantage of them, right? I felt the same way about that and I felt the same way about Licorice Pizza. How I can't get past the fact that it is normalizing this type of relationship and I think it's extremely problematic. So that's okay. that's my that's my two cents on that. I understand. I do agree, and maybe and that is, and that is oversight because it it definitely normalizes. That's the thing. That's that's the important distinction to make here, is that it's saying that what they're doing is like bad, but you can do it. You know, like that's a like it never like truly hits on like the problems of that relationship either, right? Mm-mm. It it's doesn't. N- yeah, it's never like oh, well, there's, like, a power dynamic. And the, and it's because, like, the way the way that they wrote the characters, that, like, dynamic didn't exist. You know, they were, like, the same level of, like, maturity, um, right? Mm-hmm. And, well, in some ways, yes, in some ways, no. I mean, yeah. The, but- the, it, gets in, it gets into that, like, that part a little bit. But, like, I disagree with you that it would have worked the same way if he was 18. I really do. Because to me, if he was 18, what reservations would she have? Because she made it pretty abundant. Like the first line she says, she's she's like, you're 15, that, that'd be illegal. That's literally the first her first reaction. So my counter argument to that, and we're just going to get into spoilers, I guess. But <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay we're going to go. It's fine. But I, I really want to explain my point because I, I genuinely think this could have worked the same way. If, if he was even, let's say even he was 17 going on 18. I think it could have worked the same way. Let's say he was a senior in high school. Let's say he was a senior in high school instead of whatever grade he was. First of all, in this film, they show him at school at one part and it's the beginning and mm-hmm. that's it. They never <laughs> show him at that's school true. ever again. That's true. They never do. And well, they it's, also su- it's sh- summer break. It's okay, whatever. It's summer break. But that being said, they show him being a business owner. Were you a business owner at age 15? Because I don't remember me being a business owner at Um, age 15. And if you tell me, I wasn't crazy (laughs) ambitious at 15. I think, I think like it's a, it's like his character. Like that is a thing that could, like they show that he has like the, the, like him as a person, like as a person, as a character. I believe it. I full I fully believe it personally. Like yet yeah, you can apply like your own perception of like, oh, this isn't like anything that I would ever kind of do at fifteen. Like who else would do this at fifteen? But it's not, it's not you, it's this character. Sure. That being said, however, I guess my argument is is like, you know, why does he need to be fifteen? Why does he need to be fifteen? Well, yeah. so that he can still be in school. 
fine, but he's not shown in school the rest of the movie. So why couldn't he, especially he's an actor, why couldn't he be 17 or 18, that been his last year of school or something like that, and then they show what he's doing after school during the summer in between when he's going to college or he's an actor before he's getting jobs. Why yeah. couldn't they do that? Because they don't show him. They do not show him going to school the rest of the movie. Mm. So if he was 18, then who cares? He wouldn't have had to be at school. Second thing. Yeah. Second thing. Because he is a business partner with this girl, right? That's kind of a major plot point as well. He has to be 18 right to kind of have that kind of stuff like to own the land maybe his parents bought it who knows but mm. is is being 15 important to him being a business owner no it's not and the other thing is is that i get that the main argument that people would have is that the central point of this film is the fact that they are in two emotionally different maturity levels yeah that they're two different maturity levels and they're both struggling with that mainly alana Mainly Alana is struggling where, where she is maturity wise because she's yeah. hanging out with all these kids, literal kids, and she does not feel like she's progressing, right? Yeah. That's kind of a central thing. Yeah. Well, you can still be extremely immature and still be 18 because you can still have all of those qualities, like him only being concerned with the pinball machine, right? When they're talking about um you know pinball being legalized or something like that he could still make him not drive maybe he just never got his license that works mm -hmm. so he doesn't know how to drive he was too busy being an actor and too busy being a kid right it still works because even though he was eight like 15 like even though it would still be like a seven-year age gap if he was 18 yeah. and she was 25 that's still it's still quote-unquote weird but like it's not it's not illegal. Yeah. Well, okay. I think you're right in saying that 17 would work better, but I don't think it could be 18 specifically. I think that there's this constant thing in the movie of they're avoiding doing anything. And so I, I agree. Like I didn't, I didn't love the ending. I thought, especially when she started going off with that Senator guy or Congress council person, um, Benny Safdie. <laughs> I thought I thought when she started going off with Benny Safdie, I was like, okay, she's going to head in that route. And I liked that. I was like, this is good. Then then it's like, oh, wait. And then I, I was also thinking like during did the movie. Did you take like, forever to think out, figure out he was gay too? I did. I did also <laughs> took forever. I was, like, I was like, why wouldn't he have a girlfriend? Oh, he's just a young bachelor. <laughs> no, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when no, i saw that i was uh, like i i like figured it out somewhat quickly and rishi who I, my brother who i saw it with he was like yeah you know i figured it out too i watched that i was like i guarantee michael's gonna take forever to figure out he's gay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right <laughs> what can i say um no but uh what am i thinking um no, I saw like her going that way, and I thought I had this thought when I was watching that too that, oh, this is like this explains the title as well, because it's like licorice and pizza do not mm -hmm. go together. Yeah, you know, but they're both cool. They're both great. We love both of them individually. Individually, but they do not mix. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I was like, okay, that makes sense. 
this is cohesive. I enjoy it. So yeah, I agree. I don't like the ending. I don't like that they ended up together. Um, cause yeah, you could be like, oh, this is, this is one underage kiss. Like what's the harm in that? And they're not going to have sex for three years. No one believes that. No, no one believes like, that. Like, and exactly. The, yeah, it's... And here is, again, let's say counter... Let's let's take away what I said earlier about I think it would have been better if he was 17 or 18. I still think that. But okay. let's say that they were like, no, this kid has to be 15. He has to be 15. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Make you her, have to make him 15. Make her 18 or 19? Make her 18 or 19? Maybe. But what you were saying about the ending, why did they end it that way then? Because it makes know. no sense to me. Yeah. Because the whole film, we're trying to figure out our individual maturity, right? There's everything is telling them, no, you shouldn't do this. You probably shouldn't do this because you're both in different parts of your life. Yeah. She is also trying to figure herself out. I get it. That kind again, of works. Again, I will say it like they don't address it directly, but like I was saying in my introduction, it's a central tension because it's always a factor. Like, it's ne there's never a point where, yeah, they're like dancing around, but like you know why they're not doing shit, like you you get it, it's it's a central conflict within the movie, yeah, but yeah, and I can tell you I would have liked this film, it would have been a heavy recommendation for me probably I probably would have been like, it's weird right that the fact that she showed her boobs to a 15 year old which is like kind of weird but I mean yeah. 15 year olds watch porn all the time so like you know whatever <laughs> sure um but. The way that they ended it, I thought the whole time, and my brother thought the same thing, that the way that they were going, it was going to be like at the end of La La Land, right? Mm -hmm. When they like, you know, had their fun together, not dating wise, but, you know, just being together, right? They were together yeah. that summer, but they realized that they're in two different stages of their life and that they move on separately into their own respective places Yeah, and they don't end up getting together. Because that's where I thought this was headed. Yeah. I genuinely thought that it was headed that way. And I would have been like, wow, this was a really great movie. This was really good. But they didn't do that. Yeah. And you could just be like, oh, they just kissed, right? And then they never did anything after that, right? They just kissed and they continued to be friends. But they didn't do that because she says, Alana says, who's the person in the power in this relationship because she's older, she's the one who's not a minor, says, mm -hmm. I love you at the end. Yeah. She says, I love you, which does not indicate that this is just a fling. Okay? This indicates yeah. that they are going to date. A 25-year-old is going to date a 15-year-old. Okay. I should... <laughs> My parents were 12 years apart in age when they got married, but... They were of legal ages. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying that there can the, a ten year age gaps aren't like n are like not okay because, like, it's kind of like uh, oh 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 yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah. yeah, it's, it's, like it's yeah. definitely like it's not like oh this is it's, totally it's taboo. You know, the best thing ever. It's taboo, but it's not illegal. Number one, true. <laughs> but number two, <laughs> when you're of legal age. Your brain is fully developed at that point, you know, hopefully at well, like age 21, you know? Yeah. 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 Right. That's why we have the whole minor system, right? Is mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, at that point you're still growing, you're still maturing, which is again, a central point of the film, but you're, you need to mature properly. So when you're of, of, of like, you know, your legal age at that point, 
you're free to make your own choices. So sure. that's kind of way better. But when you have this huge age gap that involves a minor, it's just, it's not, I can't get past it. I just cannot get past it. Because they're normalizing it, especially with the ending that they chose. I'll say, I'll say this. Um, I, you definitely, especially think about like how normalized it was. I guess I was just kind of like riding the wave of the movie and enjoying the sweet sauce. Because it's a, it's a whimsical making. movie with great visuals and great it's music. Gr- great visuals, great music, fun characters, fun premises, fun like like beats well structured everything we like about good movies but yeah i'd agree it's the end just does sour the entire experience the more i think about it you know and it really did because the moment that i got in the car because i saw this with my brother we talked about it we're like did they really just do that did they really just make a movie a love story about a 25 year old you know falling in love with a 15 year old. Now, the other thing, I think there are other things that kind of that they do this in Hollywood all the time of casting people who are older than the roles that they actually are, which doesn't help. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Because he looks he looks like 20. He, he looks 20. He's not 20. They look he's the 18. same age, I'd say. He's 18. Yeah. But okay. he's not 15. That's that's a difference. That's a pretty big difference, especially when boys are going through puberty. I looked very different from when I was 15 to when I ter- was 18. I looked very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, the a girl who plays Alana, I think she's 30. I looked this up. Okay. Which, still pretty big age gap, but again, they're not minors. They're not minors. So the fact that he doesn't actually look 15 definitely helps kind of shield your view I'd agree. of yeah. what this actually is. Yeah, I'd fully agree. Because... <sighs> When he's acting like all mature and stuff, you're, there's never a part where you don't believe it. It was like an actual like if it looked like uh, like one of the like the little rascals, <laughs> like, <laughs> like running a business of of waterbeds. Like, hey man, want to buy my waterbed? <laughs> like that would be insane. That'd be ridiculous. And I think a lot. I think the movie like would have a lot more backlash, obviously, because like people would notice it, you know. Mm-hmm. And in this, like, it shields. It shields that and makes it like, like I said, like a, a, a central tension. Um, and like, like I said, I, st- I still found it to be very compelling. I really did. And then if you just made it like super compelling and then have them do the Lala thing, go in their different paths, say it's fine. That would have been great. I really do. And I genuinely would have loved been- this movie. Yeah. If they did that, I still think it would have been weird, but I would have, it would have been like, okay, they acknowledged that this was not okay. Mm-hmm. And that they both, and I think that would also add to the theme because it's all about maturity, right? So Gary wants to be mature enough that he can be with this girl who's a lot older than him. And Alana wants to be mature so that she doesn't have to go and hang out with all these people who are so much younger than her. Mm-hmm. So if they were both emotionally matured throughout the film to accept the fact that they are like, this is not a healthy relationship, then that would have fit with the theme of the film too. Mm-hmm. And it just, all of these things are pointing to the fact that it could have been avoided. And that's, that's just why it frustrates me. So that's why it frustrates me a lot. Now that leaves you asking like, 
why PTA? Why <laughs> why do that? I don't know. It's, I just I, don't know. Like I said, the it's a weird experience when you're watching it. Like to have this like uh, a factor between them. Um like to have that age gap, to watch the way that they interact, the way that they become friends, the way that their relationship grows and develops and how they get jealous of each other and stuff like that. I think it's a super interesting thing because they both clearly, if if they were the same age, they both obviously would have been dating and like yeah. in love and like it would have been great. Um, but since there is the age gap, you have to tell a love story without actually having any of the like, you know, physical signs of love Um, or even like emotional to an extent, even though like they can't like, they can't like express it like too much or else that will lead to what happens at the end. (laughs) So, so but so like that to me is so interesting to watch and watch that play out throughout the entire movie. I really think, I think that's the idea that Paul Thomas Anderson was going for but then why commit to it because that's that you know what that reminds me of it reminds me of like the uh quentin tarantino like roman polanski shit oh my God. where he was where he was like well in france the age of consent is 13 so <laughs> so she so was, was asking fun. for it yeah yeah like right right and and that's like it makes me so mad because i loved a lot of this movie i really did yeah like the fact that he was able to have you really care about these two characters and what happens with them and all their antics together without actually, it's a love story without actual any love. And I wish he would have just kept going with that. Right. If there still was no quote unquote physical love after that, I really would have liked it because there's the point. There's only one other point where there's any kind of, you know, physical things besides the end. And it's when she shows him her boobs. And I I still would have been like, okay, they're still like not mature at that point. So if there was character growth throughout it, because she's still learning, he's still learning, all that sort of stuff. Because at that point in the film, he's just like, why won't you let me see? Why won't you let me see your boobs? Why will you not let me do that? Like a 15 year old. Like a 15 year old would. Yeah. And she gives in. Because she's also not mature at that point. Yeah. She's like, whatever, you know, screw it. So then at the end, if they had not chosen to do anything like that, it again would have shown maturity and that would have fit with everything that was going on with the film. Yeah. And there's so much great stuff in there's this. There's so much good stuff. stuff. Like, for example, there's like them, you know, and they're back and forth kind of, oh, I don't like you. I like you. But then there are the points where one of them is in danger and you can see that that's a true care moment. That's a really great moment. And they also don't, what makes it even better is because they know it's wrong. They don't do anything physical. For example, there's a point where he falls, they both fall asleep on the same bed together and Gary almost grabs her boob. Gary almost sexually assaults her. Almost sexually assaults her. But then he doesn't do it and you're like yes yes don't do that because it's bad yes shouldn't do that and it's great it's great because that's also showing him maturing from why won't you let me see your boobs to i have complete like autonomy to do whatever i want to you right now and i'm not doing anything even though i'm a 15 year old boy 
So it just, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense to me mm. why he would end it that way. Yeah, I Considering agree. everything I agree. else that happens in the film. I agree. I guess the other, the other argument of why PTA wanted to do this is he wanted to be edgy. Maybe, maybe. And you he know did. what? Fuck that. <laughs> that's so stupid it's if he wants word. to because it's normalizing that's, that's, these types of relationships. That is immature. That is immature. <laughs> PTA. <laughs> no, also, I yeah. I think although they would say that we're so mature that we can understand that two people <laughs> don't need to need to Dude, share the same that's, uh, some, that's some Christopher Nolan shit right there. <laughs> I don't know. I guess what I am like, and I mentioned this earlier, why is no one talking about it? Why is mm. no one talking about how this is problematic? Because it's not even like I'm talking about critics saying it because critics will do critics things, right? I'm talking about like people our age. I'm talking about people our age. Well, people our age don't care about PTA that much. Seriously. Like, okay. Maybe. Like the, like, the film community our age does, but like, I think a lot of people our age don't really care that much about PTA. If you're listening to this, congratulations, you care about PTA. Yeah, um. congratulations. Um, but I think that here's my theory. Here's my theory. This is going to be extremely controversial. This same thing is going to be extremely controversial in two months when Oscar nominations come out, or one month, one and a half months. Mm. I don't. I don't when, think it will. Uh, I, I think, think it, it is. Because people are going to go see it after the Oscar bump. It's going to get the Oscar bump and people are going to go see it. And I have a feeling that this is going to be a controversy in like a month and a half. When I, Oscar I, I, I think it's going to be a controversy on Twitter and nowhere else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, seriously. I think you're right there, but a controversy nonetheless, because right now there's not even a controversy on Twitter. Sure. So I, cause I would expect that. Maybe people just really think that they're not going to do anything past that first kiss well if you think that then i don't i, don't. I really do yeah it's <laughs> pretty bad uh <laughs> you you're like one of those people who goes I to don't. the halloween step and it says only take one and you're like well we have to take one now <laughs> we can't take any more <laughs> everyone else is gonna abide by the rule uh okay now that we've we've talked about that um, let's talk about the things that we did like. Yes. Although I have to say, sometimes I think this main character, God, he gives off like filmmaker energy. Oh yeah. In like the oh, worst, yeah. in like kind of the, the bad worst way. way possible. Like he gives it's off like that, young like, Quentin Tarantino out uh, here. <laughs> uh, it's like so so arrogant and sure of themselves in like the ways that just like make them compelling yet slightly obnoxious, not slightly, <laughs> just obnoxious. Just extremely I think, obnoxious. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to choose the right word here. And then I did. So yeah, obnoxious. Dude, this guy with his waterbeds, man, he's just like, oh, gotta, it's... gotta give him, gotta Dude. give him up. But yeah. also like, he's just, he gives he's just an ass. He's, he's he is such an ass. An ass. Is, Alana is awesome. She's super she's great. fun. I think she's super fun to watch. Um, she's I think really likable. Yeah. Yeah. Her performance um, also is just really, really fun. It is. Good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I re like for a breakout role, like she's, she's great. Yeah. She has huge eyes. Do you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> she does have big eyes, but she's big people eyes. called me bug eyes 
in middle school because I had big eyes. Okay, well that's that's for a different <laughs> negative that's reason. A different negative. <laughs> that's a different reason. I don't even think it's a negative here. You know, it's what? not. No, and, you know, it, and maybe it wasn't a negative for you. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to bring back your trauma. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. Um, no, like I, she, I she's I a really liked here. her. Yeah, um, she's standing here. Like I said, Benny Safty. Oh my God. He's so good. He's so good. Oh my god, Benny Safdie. But awesome. I thought the funniest part of the movie, the funniest part of the movie by far, was Bradley Cooper. Bradley oh, Cooper so was so fun. funny. Oh my god, <laughs> he was so funny. In it. Dude, the part where he was, where he saw the two girls walking, and he asked <laughs> about peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Good. So good. Like. And he's like, <laughs> it did such a good job though. Like at that point, because that's a like a really emotionally tense part between the two leads. Yeah. Right. It's right after they drive that truck backwards, and all, and it's like the whole maturity thing. All Gary can think about is like, that was so cool. Oh my god, crazy. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of singing like, we could have died because of your immature decision to go wreck this guy's car. Right. Yeah. And then like you're thinking about that, but then it like cuts the tension so well. Like in a good way, with just Brad, like you're remembering that Bradley Cooper is just this weirdo. <laughs> I love, like, I love how many ways that they're able to shit on Bradley Cooper in like in this movie. <laughs> because like a, um, because he does like the whole Streisand Streisand mm-hmm. thing, and you're like, I hate this guy. Um, <laughs> and then, and then he's like, you see that car? The car is filled with gas. <laughs> And then his car runs out of gas. The car breaks down. <laughs> it's the same way. Awesome. I felt the same way like that. At the like at the end of uh, Roger and Me, when the the lawyer for Ford or oh, no yeah. for GM is like, I love GM. They're the best. And then he gets laid off by GM. <laughs> he was. I love GM. They're the best. He was later laid off by GM. <laughs> Fantastic. No, yes. but like he always just gets his comeuppance in like <laughs> multiple ways, and it's awesome. It's just it's so, so great to good. see. Yeah. And he's like, he has a solid, like, I think 10 minutes of screen time throughout this two hour movie, but makes use of every, every single, single one point of them. where every he is on minute. screen. Yeah. He's oh just God. so good. Yeah. And Tom Waits, he's Tom he's Waits. there. Tom Waits, it, Tom Waits is probably the most there. We talk about Sean yeah. Penn, but like Tom Waits is the most there <laughs> by he far. Is. Yeah. Well, he's also there with Sean Penn, right? Yeah. Well, Sean, <laughs> I also like Sean Penn, um, whose entire character is there to jack himself off. It's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. he's, that's like a couple people in this, which is <laughs> yeah. weird because that's how the main character feels. Yeah. So, hmm. self awareness, self awareness. Yeah. Put it, put it on the list of things PTA is yeah. not good at. Along Maya with, Rudolph is also there for a bit. Yeah. Okay, but she's but there. She's but she's there and like, <laughs> she's there because she's PTA's wife and everyone knows that's why she's there and it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. You're okay. right. Don't don't say anything negative about Maya Rudolph in your yeah. life. Uh there was one actor in this film. This is like not related to being good or bad, but there's one actor in this film. That's the guy who plays Lance, like Alana's boyfriend at first, mm-hmm. who said he, which I thought that sequence was hilarious where he was like, I'm actually an atheist. That was so funny. Yeah. That was, that was actually so funny. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. uh, like it was, it's, uh, it's, it's probably, I don't know. It's probably PTA's funniest movie. Yeah, it is. It probably I, is. I cannot think of anything funnier that PTA has ever made. Like Boogie Nights. Boogie Boogie Nights has like funny moments, but it's mostly a drama. 
Yeah. This is like half comedy. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. That was so funny. But anyway, the boyfriend who she brings home, the guy who plays him, the whole movie, I was like, who is that? Because I know who it is. Yes. And who he was it? at Booksmart. I don't know if you saw Booksmart. I did see Booksmart's amazing. Oh, Booksmart's so good. Booksmart's so good. so good. But anyway, he's like the douchey kid in Booksmart who has like a yes. bunch of money and he has like a yacht party. Yes. And I was like, who is this? And I was like, oh my God, that's who it is. Yeah, he's great. He's so he's funny. Great. He's yeah. so funny. He's um, so great. God, there's... It sucks because there's so much to love about the movie. Oh, it yeah. Really, I, it, just, it is a cognitively I, dissonant movie for me. And, like, I will... Again, overall... I think if you if you understand... If you can understand, like, the problematic aspects, which, like, I think a lot of the people who are going to see PTA understand that. And like, I really hope so. I... Yeah, true. I guess we can't assume. But, like... <laughs> I think if you understand that, I still think it's a really great time. Um, I think it's a, like I'd st- I am saying I'd still recommend people see this, just like with a caveat that the ending is really bad and unjustifiable. I would say go see it to be part of the conversation, because like I said, there is no conversation or happening around it. There's really none, and it, mm. I don't know what why. I, I, I just don't know why. So like I just got out of the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it ended at like nine o'clock. So. And we're, this is, it's almost 11 now. Um, so I just got out of the movie. So I haven't looked up any of the discourse, at least in like the academic world. Cause I would be, in, I would be surprised if like, cause film criticism is generally like pretty damn liberal. Um, mm-hmm. It's an insanely liberal, um, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm not discourse. saying, but I would way, be I... really surprised if like film critic discourse didn't have anything to say about it. I'll 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 look into it. Have to see. Yeah. Uh, I also want to make this disclaimer because <laughs> I think it's worth noting that even though it might seem that uh, underage relationships shouldn't be political, uh, unfortunately it is. But I'm also not saying that underage relationships can't happen on the left side because they definitely did. They definitely with, did. With your boy Bill Clinton. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, being the biggest one, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and and I, your and your boy Roy Moore. Roy Moore, you're right. You're totally e, right. E. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. Totally forgot about Roy Moore. Oh my god. Okay. Um so question about this movie. So beyond like that problematic thing, there also is like one other slightly problematic thing, which is I think this movie is pretty sexist. Yeah. It I is. think it, I think yeah, I mean like and a lot of that I think is them trying to accurately portray the times. Like it, like seriously, like because the first scene that we see her in is, is like a photography assistant, and the photographer slaps her butt, and it's like, yeah, it, it's like, and I think it's just establishing that there's mm-hmm. going to be like a lot of sexist things in it. It doesn't like pass the Bechtel test in any way, um, at all. Actually, no, no. no it doesn't. <laughs> there's like two other female leads, and yeah, but like, um, it, is. Is like having such a strong central female character because I actually think she's the strongest character in the entire movie. Yeah, she is. Is having a strong central female character like that does that make up for not having, you know, the best representation or um, discourse around women? Again, and and 
neither of us are women. So yeah, we're, we're, we're two men here, uh, which is not a great, not a great look. Right but we're, now, but we're all, but we're also two feminists. <laughs> yeah, we're hardcore feminists, unironic hardcore feminists. So true. true. Yes. Yes. Not saying that that makes up for everything, but no. we're trying. We're trying. We're really trying. It does. Um, it does I see, think. See, see, that... see us next. See us next week when we'll have a female counterpart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Legitimately, I think that the sex. Maybe it's because I'm so preoccupied with the other extremely problematic thing about this film. Um, yep. But I think that Alana herself is very is like kind of has the mind of someone who's just getting into feminism when they're like 16, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that that's her mindset. I, I don't think that's what it is at the end. I definitely think that's how it is throughout because she's not afraid to stand up to men. If that makes sense. She's sure. not, but I feel like a lot of her decisions are rem- reminiscent of someone who's not as mature, which works with the film, right? Because that's what the message of her character is. It's all about like her growing up, despite being 25. Um, but I guess when she's kind of standing up to men... Like, because there are points where she doesn't. I think the most, uh, like, graphic of which is when she kind of just goes along with whatever Sean Penn's character does, right? Yeah. He just well, lets her. Sh- but maybe that's just for career move. Maybe. Or, well, no, maybe I. I wasn't thinking it was career move. Um, especially when they were like in the bar together and she was like hanging on him. I was just seeing that as like making him like him jealous um yeah character yeah right and then the other thing was when bradley cooper's character is just like really weird towards her like yeah really weird Uh, i but otherwise Uh, i can't think of anything else where any men are like directly oppressing her The more I think about it, the more I'm going to say no. I don't think that having, like, I think she's just really compelling, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think she's really compelling and I want to be like, oh, well, that's good representation. It's not. It's (sighs) she like she shows him her boobs. Yeah. (laughs) A 15 year old. She ends up like being pulled along by him and being like, I love you, Gary. The, like the ending, I I know we keep going back to the ending, but like the, like, I think like, especially that ending, her not understanding like the dynamics between there. A lot of those dynamics are pretty similar to the stuff that you'll hear about in like, you know, early feminism of like the man just like having so much control over the woman. And the fact that he's younger and he's still like on the same, like, plain as far as like agency with her in the movie yeah i just i don't i don't think that that can bode very well for how like feminist of a movie you are i just the more i think about the more i I think especially with the age dynamic and i understand that like people are flawed characters and like those are more interesting than um, regular ones perfect people right Yeah. yeah exactly and like we always want to see more flawed characters in movies and 
people are flawed and we need to understand that, right? That's mm-hmm. why we, uh, I mean, at least that's a lot of the reasons I watch a lot of movies, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to have any other female characters in the movie who can kind of set that example, it's not, that's not very good. That's yeah. Not very good. And a lot of the way that women are portrayed outside of her. Yeah. Is bad. extremely bad. It's really bad. Like, I mean, again, again, with the Japanese woman, the right? Ja- the Japanese woman is, okay. Right? Well, I, I, you you commented on that and then we didn't really, like, talk about that much. But, like, uh, beyond talking about, like, why that is specifically problematic, because you're right, we can't really get into that. Yeah. It's not our place. <laughs> but, like, it's just disrespectful to, like, women in general because they were, like, literally just, like, his property. And... The other thing that I don't think we answered or posed this question is maybe, okay, we can talk about whether it's problematic or not, right, in regards to racism. It's definitely problematic when it comes to misogyny. Right? Oh, it yeah. absolutely is. Yeah. But there's another question that we haven't asked. Why was it there? Why did they have it in the movie? What the, purpose did it serve? The misogyny? No, just him being there. Oh, that character being. Like, all... why was he there? As he he xd funny yeah it, exactly <laughs> that's all i can come exactly. up with exactly it's like why was it there so i just I'm, and it's not like it needed more humor i did not think this i think this movie would have been just as funny if that was not in it wait i have i have a, a better um idea of why they would do it and it's the same thing reason to have the misogyny and like the blatant racism is it because it's the no 60s? okay thing wait 70s it is 70s because it's the 70s it is because yeah. it's the 70s i don't think that's good i'm not gonna say it but like i still think you have to have like positive representations of race and um and like strong female characters if you're going to show like the negative side too i think you know we talk about representation but you can represent it like you can have representation but you also need to if you're going to show like the problematic thing i need like i always think it's important to show like the opposite side every time yes. show, the, show the positive right um, and I think that's where like it it misstepped. Like truly, uh, like mm-hmm. I think that's all because, oh, God, it did feel like the seventies the entire time. It was like really really good actually beyond just like production design and costuming, mm-hmm. which we didn't specifically talk about because we already said all the technical aspects are fantastic. But God, the production design, the production design was so good. <laughs> The costume. So good. It's so good. And I do want to mention that this place takes place in Encino, California. So this takes place in Encino, California. Yeah. I was just in Encino. Like, literally just there last week. Seriously, that's great. I was just in Encino last week because my uncle lives there. Yeah. And even though a lot of it's, like, very modernized now, all of the environments, everything, it just felt like encino california and they made they made it like a neighborhood too because like at the end sequence which we don't talk about what happened after that but like there's a part where they're running around and like trying to find each other and it and yeah and like we don't see very far out of that so it like you're never like wow how are they running this far it's always like yeah no this is like in their neighborhood this is like their area at least for me that's what i bought that right yeah like God, it, it just, they get the setting and time so well. And you're like, racism and sexism is a, clearly a part of that. PTA obviously understood that. But you can't just be like, here's a problematic thing that happened. Wasn't that crazy? 
Yeah. You know, I, I like again. I expect a lot of people that see Paul Thomas Anderson movies are pretty intelligent people. Like, mm-hmm. not to be pretentious, but if you, it's no, really if you're going to it's really, see a PTA film, you yeah. probably are somewhat knowledgeable. Like, there will be blood. If I didn't know like my shit about movies, that movie would suck. Oh, it sucks so bad. But like, if you know your shit, oh my. God, it's the best thing ever it's made. It's so freaking good. <laughs> that so that also might good. be in my top five. Like it's it's a good one. It's it's incredible. Um, again, so like I expect that PTA probably understands his audience pretty damn well at this point. He's a very smart guy, as we know. I mean, his first film was Boogie Nights, for motherfucking sake. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which is also an amazing film. It, it, it may, for a debut, it's up there with this the best. first one? It's up there with the best debuts of all time. Yeah, like, like it, that hereditary, like... Pretty fucking great. Yeah. You know? Um, but, like I said, I think he knows his audience really well, and I think he expects his audience to see all these problematic things and accept them, or accept that they're wrong, at least with, like, the feminism and the racism. The underage relationship... I don't know if PTA actually just thinks that's okay, but like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. It's wrong. I think that stuff is, like, he's just trying to understand his audience to like that degree. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you didn't need to go, like, there's no positive representation to show that, right? Because there isn't. Yeah. And I, I would definitely agree with you there. Yeah. I, I think I see the intention a little bit more now. Yeah. Um, Do I think it's right? No, I don't think it's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we started out differing opinions, and thank you for with, thank you thank you for not canceling me. Please don't. Oh, no, 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 no. I no. I genuinely think because there's a lot, and like I said, the the whole thing with the actor age, it kind of blinds you from. Yeah, it that. does. That's it. Really does. Uh, like that's the thing. Like you never for one second think he's fifteen. Ever. No, you don't because he's a business owner. <laughs> like he's doing all these things that a 15 year old wouldn't do. I think it's just that he looked like he wasn't. And 15. he also was like, he like looked not 15, right? I looked yeah. like a freaking idiot when I was 15. <laughs> no, like he, um, I, I just, I think it was really for me, it's not his actions or like how he was acting. Uh, sometimes how he's acting his character. Yeah. <laughs> um, like there are definitely some things he does. The business owner thing. I don't know. It didn't seem like he was really running the business. <laughs> he was just kind of like hustling. He bought a white suit. Yeah. He was, no, like, like I said, like he, I really felt, it just felt to me like he was just like hustling the whole time. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's okay. Um, yeah. But he just, he didn't look the part and there were just like a couple maturity things. Like there's no, there's not a lot of times where he slips up, you know? Yeah. Like after they roll down the hill and almost die and he's like jacking off the gas tank yeah, yeah, you're a 15 year old. Yeah. You know, but like we needed kind of more of those moments to really sell it. And that would also, you know, affect the themes and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, and the ending just, just, yeah. 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 Bad ending. No, I think we're actually completely agreed on this movie, which is, which is, I'm glad we're there. I'm yeah. glad we're there. Yeah. I, although, although I, 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 except for one thing, which is I still, I, it's still like a, a pretty solid recommendation for me. Um, I think I it's, would, pro- it's problematic and you gotta know that going in but I'd still recommend that I think yeah 
I I, the, I guess the problem that I have with being like, oh, you know, you should go see this movie is like me giving that endorsement normalizes that kind of relationship a little bit more, I guess is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like in my personal philosophy, mm-hmm. basically what I'm thinking. So I can't with good faith be like, this is a great movie. Go see it. I would say go see it to be a part of the conversation around this topic. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. I'd, I'd say participate in the discourse, but also appre- appreciate that there is masterful filmmaking. Oh, there are. There's really great filmmaking here. Yeah. And like, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. You're, if you change the ending, just just make <laughs> up the ending in your head. How about that? <laughs> what it, this, when this movie comes out, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an edit <laughs> <laughs> on DVD. You make an edit. No, I'm gonna put, put like, it. I'm gonna put like this this Hollywood movie into my premiere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, what you should do is you should like screen record, except you have like on Photoshop, and then you like move the character to be like, oh, we shouldn't be together. <laughs> yeah, probably not a great idea. I'm yeah. gonna go back to waterbeds. Okay, bye. That's yeah. the end. No, I. <laughs> I'm actually just going to do like the I love you, Benny Safty. <laughs> <laughs> and then Benny Safty has to have a scene where he's like, turns out I'm not gay. <laughs> it turns out it was a phase. Wow. It's not I just <laughs> I decided not to be gay anymore. <laughs> Jesus. God. Not not <laughs> not 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 PC. <laughs> see but no we get what you're trolling for yeah fun fact that guy is actually real like that guy he's a real guy oh, i mean yeah that's why i was actually kind of like the guy who was following with the bag did you look that up was that like who? a dude who, the dude who was like following him with like a bag did he was that a guy who like killed that congressperson or something oh no 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 he what was, was like the whole th- reason why he was there is because there was a scandal that he was gay right uh that was the scandal was, was that like he re- was gay he was like a reporter or something okay. so yeah he was like a reporter and then he ran for some sort of office again in the 90s in mm. 1999 and then he formally came out as gay at mm. that point okay cool so that's what actually happened um yeah. so that's pretty cool yeah you know? um the more yeah. you know yeah well that's our thoughts on licorice pizza um, i had i have one more thought on the matrix that i forgot to share okay so in the original matrix trilogy like the city that we're in is like this ambiguous analogous city that's supposed to be like a blank slate over everything and you could put any city in there for it in the new matrix it's san francisco it's just san francisco dude (laughs) it's literally just san francisco they're like all right we're gonna do this in the bay area (laughs) keanu reeves is like fine (laughs) like neil patrick harris lives in the full house house (laughs) Straight up, he does. He so, does. So, he does. so um, just thought we should point that out because, like, oh I think God. the setting is such a character in the original, oh and then God. in this one, NPH is in the fucking full house. No way. No way that's real. You're all welcome. I can't believe this. This is like the same time that I was watching the baby music video, you know, Justin Bieber, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I was watching that in like 2017. And then someone was like, pause the video. And he was like, that's Drake. And I looked and it was Drake. Drake Drake is in that video. He's just there. 
I'm like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Oh god. Yeah. That's enough of yeah. this recording. Thank okay. you for listening. Thank you. That went longer than I expected, but it went way longer. <laughs> I, that was oh I, my god. We've been here for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here for two hours, all all of you viewers out there or listeners. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate See you okay. uh, next time. <laughs>